this bottom picture is like the only picture I could find when I was a, a little girl. The other pictures are from adulthood. My high weight is 320 pounds. I'm going to flip this to the other side because the pictures are a little bit bigger. Um, these pictures were taken after I had bariatric surgery in 2006. And you can tell that the bariatric surgery didn't work because they operated on my stomach and not my brain. Um, the thing that's funny about this picture is I thought I was being really clever by holding this bag because I thought this gift bag would um, hide um, you know, my, my stomach and, and my big hips and everything else, but of course it didn't. So um, in any event, um, uh, being abstinent has really saved me. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and pass these around to the people here in, in the audience. Thank you. Um, what, uh, let me tell you my history. My first OA meeting was June 22nd, 1990. And it was in Diamond Bar, California. And I was um, told about OA. I had no idea that it even existed by a longtime friend who I had met at the age of 12 in Weight Watchers. And she and I had both struggled and we knew each other um, first through Weight Watchers. And then eventually she became a Weight Watchers leader, but she herself was kicked out of being a Weight Watchers leader because her, her weight kept fluctuating. And Weight Watchers had a, a weight requirement because of course they didn't want overweight leaders for their their lectures. So um, at one point in time, she came back to Weight Watchers as a leader and she looked great. And I asked her, I said, what is your secret? You look fantastic. And she said, I can't talk about it now because it'd be a conflict of interest, but here's my phone number, call me later. So I did, and she told me about OA, and she was there at my first meeting, as was Daryl. And for those of you who may not know, Daryl is my husband. Yay. And um, <laughs> we got married January 14th, 1995. And um, we have two amazing, wonderful, kind-hearted, uh, sons who are age 23 and 26 and what a blessing they are but I'm not here to talk about them so um so in any event when I went to that first meeting I immediately knew that I belonged and I was so relieved to hear about step one, that I was powerless over food because I thought for my entire life that there was something wrong with me that, um, you know, I had a lack of willpower that, um, you know, that, that, that I just couldn't get things right. And if I only worked hard enough, 
or exercised enough that um, I would eventually get it right, but I, I never did. And I had been struggling with weight since the age of nine. And I remember being on my first diet at the age of nine and the pediatrician put me on a 500 calorie a day diet. Can you imagine a nine-year-old kid being put on a 500 calorie a day diet? I can't either. And I'm thinking, what the heck was wrong with people back in those days? That would have been in the early 70s. And so, of course, I couldn't stick to that, but I tried so hard. I would pack my own lunch, and, and I think my lunch at that time, we're allowed to, to talk about food. We can mention food. Okay. Um, my, my lunch at the time for a 500-calorie-a-day diet was like an apple and a hard-boiled egg, and so I learned how to hard-boil eggs myself, and I would pack my lunch, and and you know, I was teased already for being fat, but then I was teased for the terrible lunch that I was eating. And so, um, so in any event, um, when my 500 calorie a day diet didn't work, um, the doctor put me on, um, some kind of medication and basically what it was was speed and it did nothing to curb my appetite. It actually made me want to eat more and I would just eat faster. And so um, in, in 2018, jumping forward, um, my sister died suddenly at the age of 59 of a heart attack and I was really nervous. So I asked my doctor to do um, like a full cardio workup to make sure that I was okay. And they said, oh yeah, you, you, your heart looks great. Your, your arteries are clean. Everything is wonderful, except you have this tiny, tiny, tiny little valve problem that we're going to, going to have to watch. But you, know, you won't ever need valve replacement or anything. But my, my question for you is, were you ever on FenFen or any kind of diet pills? And I said, no, I never was. And I, I said, you know, wait a minute. I was for about six months when I was like 10 years old. And the doctor says, you were on diet pills when you were 10 years old? And I said, yeah, that's what, you know, I was an overweight kid. So that's what they gave me. And, and the cardiologist was appalled and said, that's probably what caused that little tiny heart defect. So um, crazy, crazy, crazy time. But, um, you know, for those of us who are overweight kids, it's terrible being an overweight kid. And one part of my story was I was the largest kid in grade school. So in the third grade, the teachers got together and they um, asked me if I would be Santa Claus in the school play. Now, can you even imagine that happening today? I mean, it was crazy, but I said, yes, I will be Santa Claus and I will be the best Santa Claus that you have ever seen. And so what was great about it is the kindergartners, some of them recognized me because I would tutor them after school 
and they thought that I was really Santa Claus. So not only was I their tutor, I was also Santa Claus. So I was like the VIP to them, which was just wonderful. But of course, all my my other classmates, you know, they they were just terrible and awful to me. But um, you know, it always, you know, so I was always kind of you know, I had a lot of humility because I was humiliated on a daily basis. Um, so at my first meeting, Daryl was there and he shared that um, when he passed his school yearbook around, somebody wrote in it to Daryl, who's a, a barrel, but I, I love him. And I was so hooked because people used to write those kind of things about me, you know, like um, there was this, this um, kid in high school that I had the biggest crush on, and he was one of the few guys that um, was, was actually decent to me. And what I mean by decent is most of the other guys in high school, when I walked by, they would bark at me because they, you know, they would call me a dog. So when I would walk by them, they would go, woof, 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 you know, because, you know, they considered me a dog. But this guy didn't. So of course I considered him Prince Charming. And looking back, I, I would really like to know was he really that great or not? So, um, 10 minutes in 10-minute warning. Wow. Gosh, that goes by so fast. Um, so this guy wrote in my yearbook to Anne, a big girl with a heart to match. And I was so devastated. I was absolutely devastated. But when Daryl shared, I knew that this program was for me. And I was so afraid that I wouldn't come back that that very night, I volunteered to be secretary for that meeting because the secretary had left or something. And I would go on to be in OA and abstinent according to my own definition for 12 years. And within the 12 years, of course, I got married. I had two kids. My parents were aging. My mother ended up having dementia. I I kept getting promotions at work and my work responsibilities kept increasing. I got to the management level where I was on call 24 seven. Um, even if I was sick or on vacation, I still had to take my, com my computer and my cell phone with me. So I basically never had time off. And unfortunately, I gradually lost my abstinence and I got up to 320 pounds. So like I alluded to earlier, I ended up having bariatric surgery. I lost 120 pounds and I kept it off for about two or three years, but then it gradually um, came on. And I tried everything. I tried CEA how, I, um, even before I had bariatric surgery, I tried Optifast, I tried all these different things and nothing worked. And um, I tried coming back to OA a couple of times, but I, 
I just couldn't get it. So for those of you who are abstinent, stay abstinent because it's so hard to get your abstinence back. Treat it like a sacred thing. Um, the one thing that I don't agree with is it says my commitment to abstinence from compulsive overeating is the most important thing in my life without exception. I don't agree with that because for me, my spirituality and connection to God is the most important thing because without that, I don't have my abstinence. So, um, but they go hand in hand and my abstinence is a gift from God, but the thing is, is my abstinence is dependent on my connection to my higher power. So um, I just have to say that. And if anyone disagrees with me, that's okay because you take what you want and you leave the rest. Um, the, the other thing is that eventually my good, good friend who brought me to OA, she had left OA a long, long time before I did. And she was out there struggling and she had huge issues too and had gained a lot of weight back. And both she and I both um, were over 300 pounds at our highest weight. And then I heard that she was doing great. And um, she had lost like over a hundred pounds and, and um, I called her and she um, said, let's meet for coffee. And so she told me about Gray Sheeters Anonymous. And I'm like, no, 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 because it's a very strict food plan. And she said, why don't you just come to meetings with me? So I did for about a year and a half. And I was still like, no, there's no way I could ever do this. And so finally, after about a year and a half, she said, why don't you just try it as an experiment for three months? So I did. And she said, you know, you can, you can do anything for three months. And so I started working their food plan. And on their food plan, you have to commit your food the night before and I started doing that. And the hard part is the next day you have to eat what you commit. And, um, you know, that's that's the hard part. And so um, I started doing that. And by the end of three months, I had no cravings at all because that food plan is no sugar, no wheat, five minutes, uh, no, no, um, refined carbohydrates. Um, and then their fruit list is all fruit that's fairly low on the glycemic index. We don't even get to have fun, starchy vegetables. Um, you know, the, the most starchy vegetable we can have is some winter squash, not all winter squash. And, um, and only one fruit a day. So, so um, it's, it's a tough program, but because I had no cravings, it was amazing. And so at the end of, of 
three months, I had lost like almost 40 pounds. But the, the best thing was is that my cravings were gone and I could go from point A to point B and not, to, not have to stop to get junk food, which because of my long commute to downtown LA from Covina, I couldn't make that commute without stopping somewhere to have food in the car. And so the other thing is, is in my first month of abstinence, I had like $400 extra in my checking account because I wasn't buying all this food. And so um, I got my abstinence in gray sheet on August 5th, 2017. And that has been a real miracle for my, my life. And so I, I know that some of you know Karen um, from this program, and she and I have talked. It's like, I wish we could have a program that's like kind and friendly and forgiving, like OA is, but then have just like a little bit more structure because Gray Sheet is so structured and they tend to give you the side eye if. You're, if you're not a size zero. And so with me, I have chronic asthma and I take a lot of steroids to control that. And I'm just so happy today because these are a size 14. Mm -hmm. And I will probably never get down to like a size 10. Who knows what God has in store for me. But um, my parents are, are on my mother's side. They were all dairy farmers. And you know, my mother's genes were all, you know, everyone's kind of built like linebackers. And we, our genetic makeup is such that, that we store fat really well. So if there's ever a nuclear winner, I will survive, <laughs> you know, but in, in gray sheet, people still look at me like, like your absence date is August 17, 2005. And you still look like this. You know, but in, in Overeaters Anonymous, people love you no matter what. So I wish that there were, there was a program that combined the best of OA and the best of Gray Sheet, but there isn't. So what I've decided is I'm going to go to OA to get my love and my unconditional love and then go to Gray Sheet for the food plan. So that's pretty much about it. I'm so glad to be back and I love you guys so much. And I've, I've known you guys since June of 1990. Oh my gosh, I just can't believe it. And there is no way I ever would have thought I would find my husband, but I did. So um so anyway, living with him is like having a, a constant um, meeting all the time, one minute. And the one thing that I have to say um, that I talked about at a Monday meeting is all those before pictures where I think I looked absolutely hideous. Daryl, from day one, regardless of the weight that I was at, and even to, to this day, wearing a size 14, um, he's always said, Anne, you are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And he means that. And, and like when I was at that weight, 
I, I would tell him, oh, you're just saying that because you're my husband and, you know, you're required by law to say that. <laughs> and um, he would say, no, no, it's really true. And so I know that he believed that. And I really don't know if I'll ever believe that myself, but I'm, I'm getting there. I don't look in the mirror anymore and see myself as hideous. So, um, so I'm definitely getting better with self-image. Um, so thank you for letting me share. And also keep coming back at works if you work it and you give a lot of love, you give a lot of service and you stay abstinent one day at a time. Okay. <laughs>